Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, pet lovers, and welcome to the Pet Place Radio Show. I'm Marie Hewitt, and in just a moment, our very good Pet Place friend, Lori Boston from Animal Acres, will be making a return visit to tell us all the latest news about a special farm animal sanctuary. And after our half-time break, Carol Zalea, the author of some marvelous children's books, will be telling us about her wonderful new series. But first, time for a quick break. Just long enough for you to grab a pen and paper because you never know what you might want to write down. We've got so much great information for you just ahead here on the Pet Place Radio Show on KCIL and Have a great time. And then a whole host of activities, um, including a veg 
she tried to race. Uh-huh. <laughs> we want vegetarians to show their pride. <laughs> so we love all of So that's actually going to be
Delcoway will be back with author Carol Galea in just a moment. So stay tuned to the Pet Place Radio Show here on CGIL AM 1260 and 540. Welcome back to the Pet Place Radio Show. I'd like to welcome to our show Carol Zalea the author of a wonderful new children's book series involving Emily the Chicken. Hi, Carol. Thanks for being here today. Hi. I'm happy to be here, too. Thank you. You know, i got to tell you, um, I read your book, uh, Emily the Chicken, one of the, one of the two books. Um, it was my own book. It was actually fun because it was a little bit old for the book. It's so innovative. And I love the yeah, I was fortunate to use um, a real artist for my illustration who was also, um, a, you know, a bird and an avid gardener. So every single book that's written in a different season, say like the first book is the springtime book when the nest is made and, and the eggs are hatched and then, you know, babies are born and then eventually they fly the nest. Um, so we have springtime flowers. You know, that would be specific, I mean, specific to our area where we live. Mm-hmm. And as far as birds, it's like, you know, everything is down to the finest detail of, of what a black cat chickadee looks like, what the babies look like. So I was very fortunate to have this artist do my illustration. Oh, the pictures are just as beautiful. We really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. And I'm, yeah, thank I'm you. I'm not a What is the intended age for you? Well, you know what? Originally, I thought reading rhyme would be very important that you read to because when a book is in rhyme, it actually helps young children learn how to read because they anticipate the next rhyme line, the last word of the next line. So it does, the more the book is written, it actually helps young children learn to read. But then I'm going on to some of these schools also for children that already know how to read. And then I've had my books ordered even by um, grandmothers who love chickadees. So it seems oh, like yeah. there's, a, there's an audience for people who love birds mm-hmm. as well, and they're adults. So um, they end up buying it for their grandchildren, or, or they just say, I want to have a copy for myself again. They love the artwork and, or, or something. So, um, yeah, it, I, I'm amazed that originally I thought it would be intended for, you know, like up to young readers maybe in, you know, second or third grade, mm-hmm. but um, I'm finding that um, there's a larger audience, much to my surprise. Yeah, Nature lovers, birders, yeah. <laughs> now, you must be a real bird enthusiast yourself. Well, now I am. I mean, how it happened was, you know, this little chickadee kept making her nest in the oddest places, you know, like my um, flower pot, um flower boxes outside the windows and it wasn't just one time it, it kept happening so mm-hmm. I would tell people about it tell friends and, and they would say you know this really isn't what you normally do so I started to feel like she felt safe where she was making her nest mm-hmm. and um, very protected and um, would, so a nest would be made again in another place like that so finally you know I I always did see birds. I like to put food, you know, seed and water out for the birds. But this chickadee was just doing such unusual nesting habits where she was making her nest. 
you know, finally they, people said to me, you should really, this needs to be a story and shared with children. So, um, yeah, now I think I see this whole entire area where I live. I, I live out in the country now, and, and I actually have feeders that are, like, huge. So I attract big birds other than small birds, too. But um, it's so much fun, and, it, and it's such a wonderful experience for children to be able to know that there's, there's a world right outside their window, right in their own backyard mm-hmm. that they can um, observe, you know, and enjoy. And do you think the chickadees that you and see over and over again is the same way, or do you think yeah, maybe because the they babies? do, they do. I mean, chickadees. I mean, their life changes a couple of years. So mm-hmm. I do believe the first one, you know, was the same chickadee. Obviously, in book three, when I had the uh, nest built in the um, obviously, that wasn't you know, the same chickadee, but in a little girl's mind, you have to remember this was written from a child's point of view. Mm-hmm. And she was separated from her from her chickadee friend, and um, she, you know, when she saw the nest, she saw a chickadee fly from the nest to her. Of course, it was Emily. But I think in the first two years, it was the same one. And the father, the um, the male, would always be nearby. Like if 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 Emily was talking. Well, talking to me, you know, chirping to me on the fence. Mm-hmm. Father might be just slightly above me sitting on the gutter and watching. He was always nearby, but never, like, directly in the picture. That's why just in a few of my illustrations, I have him, like, up in the upper corner or something. He was always there, but not really, you know, in the um, little vicinity where her nest was or something. He was just always nearby, so. It's just a really charming set of that. Well, the wonderful thing is that it's actually true, and I mean, that was the inspiration for me to do it, and um, it actually took a couple of years before I wrote the third book. First, I wrote the first book, Funny Children, about, you know, nesting habits and how they turn into eggs, turn into the babies, and, and, and then the second book, I thought, okay, now we have a chicken family who... We will either fly away if you don't feed them, or you can still enjoy now not just the mother bird, but the babies, perhaps as well as they grow, if you put out the seed and the water, you know, and, and, and so I thought, well, this could be a learning experience for children to help keep the birds in their yard. And then this, I always thought in a series of three books that I wanted it to be true. So I actually had to wait a couple of years before I wrote the third book, oh, and, wow. and it was when we built a home in the country, and um, I think it was the following spring that uh, my husband opened up the front door and he said, you know, you have to see this, you're not going to believe it, and I went out there and I saw the, the you know, the straw and, and, and all the things that, that birds build a nest with. Um, in a pile on the floor, and then just like in my rhyme, you know, and sticking out of my front door because it was all sticking out of my artificial wreath that I had on the door. And and I actually had this experience in the, in the other house as well. But I chose to, I had to make a decision when I wrote the first book. Am I going to write it from, you know, her building a wreath, I mean, building her nest in the wreath, in the, in the um, um, flower pot or the flower box? And I chose the flower box because that was the one that was easiest to um, observe her, you know, and especially for a child. But then when in when we moved and actually had the nest built again in the front door, I said, that's it. I said, that is the third story. The little girl, you know, was separated from Emily because she had to move. And then um, 
supposedly going to wish the same bird and child dies to reunite it, you know, the following spring with a new nest and a new new eggs and new life. So really the series goes, it ended up going full circle, starting in spring, going through summer, fall and winter, and ending up in the following spring again, which is, you know, the full circle of life also. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you, in, in real life, when the, the birds put their nests on the wreath on your front door, did you stop using your front door? Well, yeah, people ask me that. And, and the thing is, I think nowadays, people really do just use their um, garage. They come in through their garage. And um, so very rarely does somebody come to my front door unless a package is being delivered and left on my doorstep. So I actually think that, um, yeah, but that does happen. When there is a real wreath on your front door, I I wouldn't, I would never use that door on purpose. So that's when you were making all kinds of special Well, unfortunately, I didn't have to because I had a garage and I would always, you know, Uh carry groceries and things, packages and stuff coming in out of the garage. So it wasn't really an inconvenience. (laughs) Actually, now I'm actually registered with the, my home is um, registered with the National Wildlife as being um, uh, a, a home that provides food, shelter, and a place for, you know, uh, I guess like a habitat or natural surroundings for, for animals to have their young. And you only have to meet those certain requirements in order to be registered, which is, you know, the food, shelter, and water, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, now I'm actually, uh, my home is registered so do you see people out your uh, front window with the binoculars? No, because now I live out in the country, so I'm kind of, um, you know, on a, on a on a road that's kind of like just for me and my immediate neighbor next to me. Mm-hmm. So not many people on this road, but it's it's just kind of neat. I mean, people don't realize you just have to put out water, and there's a whole other world that could be right outside. You can even watch it from the side of your house. And especially for young children. As I wrote these books, I thought about young children who maybe had allergies and weren't allowed to have a dog or a cat. I mean, I had four dogs. I've always, I'm an animal lover. You know? So I, I, as I wrote these books, I thought, well, you know what? I hope this helps children who aren't allowed to have a dog or
Place Radio Show, and it's time for a little Pet Place news. Our friends at San Gabriel Valley Humane Society would like to tempt you with a night of dinner, dancing, mocktails, raffles, and a silent auction. Come one, come all, and support a great cause. The San Gabriel Valley Animal League is helping to raise funds for new medical equipment for San Gabriel Valley Humane Society. So not only will you get to have a great night out, but you'll be helping out the Humane Society get some new equipment to provide low-cost daily meters for the community. So head on out on February 15th from 4 p.m. to 8 p.m. to the Aztec Hotel on Route 66 in Monrovia. For more information, call 626-286-1159. Also, I encourage you to check out the Pet Place website at petplace.org to find out more Pet Place news. And don't forget to contact us and say hi and give us some suggestions for topics you'd like to hear discussed on this show. That's all for me today. Remember, pets need love and a home, too. I'm Marie Hewitt. I'll be back next Sunday here on AM 1260 and 540. Please stay under your pets and have a wonderful day.